Hello, welcome back. It's Steve, and just a quick tidbit, I'm going to be dropping a bit of a channel update at the back end of this episode, so you can skip ahead to approximately 17 and a half minutes. At any point, if you want that information, I will just go over what I think my release schedule will look like, the fact that for a period of time, I may not release many things due to my moving across the country, and several of the movie titles that I have on my list of movies that I would like to get a review done on sooner than later. In just a moment, I'm going to play what is roughly an 8-minute review of Possessor. Originally, I had other plans for it, so I chopped it down a bit. Please excuse any clunky spots. And if you don't care for that review, now you know about how far you can skip ahead. Roughly. What's up, everyone? This is Steve. And I'm here for a spoiler-free review on uh, the movie Possessor. Brandon Cronenberg has arrived. I was holding in the reins for my potential excitement of, you know, how good this movie could be, how much pedigree is actually in Mr. Young Cronenberg, and he has definitely learned from his father right off the bat. If you don't like blood, if you don't like violence, uh, you don't like body horror, yeah, this movie's not going to be for you. Uh, it's not that that is the focus of this movie, but there is a lot of blood and a few moments of body horror that are, one especially, that's very, very well done, uh, which is not necessarily a great thing visually when it comes to watching body horror, because it makes it more realistic. So, what is the movie Possessor? Uh, it is a not a 100% original story. We've seen this story before, we've seen this movie before, in a sense. Think movies like uh, Face Off and The Cell, like if you put those two together and then you added in a splash of Inception and a splash of the Minority Report, um, specifically for Minority Report, more like the second half of that movie I'm talking about, more so than the first half, um, whereas Minority Report really delves deep into this like futuristic world. Um, although we are in some sort of futuristic world in Possessor, how futuristic is really left up to us. This movie has a very modern look to it. Think of the movie Mandy or the movie Beyond the Black Rainbow. I think I can avoid the actual main sort of plot going on in this story. Our main character, one of our two main characters, works for a company that has the ability to essentially tether the minds of, or take over the mind of someone um, through a tethering process. That's really our main plot device in this movie. And then, and then it's a character movie really beyond the story. Even though the story's great, uh, it, and yes, we've seen this story before, this movie decides to really focus more on the character aspect, which I think was a great decision. And what I love about this film is that it is a film. Every aspect of the filmmaking that you know I always talk about in my reviews, they're very cohesively working together in order to make this product, uh, in order to drive our feelings. So this movie kind of always knows where you're at and it helps to drive you to those spots without ever having to pull some big sucker punch. I don't really think there's any true twists in this movie, even though it really is, this storyline is kind of always like a twist storyline. You know, it's a thriller. But so let's just get into a couple examples of why I feel that way. We're going to get into two cine cinematography ex uh, examples. After our main character has tethered with 
our other main character in this movie, they go to work for essentially one of the character's first days. Uh, the character who's kind of taken over, this female. And she is, you know, it's like a first day on the job. They do a very good job of, even though she's the main character, we're seeing, as she walks by all her co-workers in their little cubicles, we're seeing them in the main focus and not her because she is learning. She's watching everyone around her to see what she is supposed to be doing in order to blend into the surroundings so people don't suspect you know something really off is going on. And I love that this movie does such a great job of putting us into this character's mindset and feeling the same emotions that they would. And that goes right down to the side. The soundtrack works with everything throughout the whole movie. Uh, that include, or it, it's reminiscent to me a little bit of the platform soundtrack, uh, in in how it evolves throughout the movie, but it's better. And then uh, my other example for cinematography, I'm not really going to go into it too much uh, because it is a totally abstract, subjective view of how this tethering process works. So instead of the movie taking all this time to talk about the science behind this tethering process and explain it some briefly, but really what they do to help us to understand what is going on, they show us this awesome visual art school kind of scene where we're seeing, like I said, it's an abstract projection of what is technically happening on you know on the ground level what's technically happening and so they do a really nice job of just explaining that through art and uh, I love the scene and I love how well it relates to the story I mean if you don't understand that little bit of how this process works I suppose then the, the ending has less impact kind of type deal you need to really understand what is going on inside of the body inside of their minds in order for the story to work and um well in order for it to work as effectively as this movie does let's see here the acting is amazing i gotta get a couple names out quick christopher abbott our other main character does amazing he is acting on so many different levels he's pretending to be someone who's you know in a new body behind the scenes in front of the scenes there's this internal struggle constantly going he's playing like five different levels of this one character and you can feel it you can sense it and that's where you know the soundtrack sometimes comes in and helps the cinematography like that scene i was just talking about comes in and they assist but at the core you need that acting and christopher abbott just kills it in this movie uh really appreciated the subtleness of what was done and uh, have no problem with the main actress uh what andrea riseborough who was also the woman in mandy uh, the main woman in Mandy. And so she has kind of bigger doe eyes. Um, she works for a role like this. Let's talk about uh, the editing is great. Especially the pacing in this movie is amazing. It's the pacing of this movie too. It's just very sl ever slightly under the speed limit. It's uh, perfectly paced. It keeps you going forward, but tediously. Production design is probably in the end the weakest part of this movie, but it is good. Still perfectly fine. Uh, I talked about the sound design, great. And then, let's see. Uh, I mean, in comparison to this type of movie, 
This is going to be one of my favorites. This movie is probably very good on a first watch. A second watch will help clear some things up. Maybe you'll notice some things, pick up on some themes that you don't the first time around. Great movie, I'm sure, for a second watch. Will this movie stand up to a third watch? Once you start to pick apart some of the aspects of the story that they, you know, you know what happens to movies. You can overanalyze any movie and start to pick it apart. Uh, especially this type of movie. There's probably going to be some plot errors, some things that people are going to try to pull out. But you know what matters in a movie is how it makes you feel while you're taking the ride. Anyways, Possessor, really, really enjoyed it. It's not a movie for everyone. I think I talked about that in the beginning. Uh, five uh, Out of five stars, 4.6. Um, really, really, really good movie. Not perfect, but up there. Uh I love, and this is my type of movie. I love these storylines. This sci-fi thrillers are so fun. Before my channel update, there were three more titles that I've seen recently, which I wanted to briefly talk about. So let's begin with Hulu's release of Nomadland, which has great acting. It's a very pretty soundtrack. It has nice cinematography with some beautiful shots of scenery. And the dialogue is excellent. A little bit about the scenery. Unfortunately, it is not the exact, like exactly the most beautiful topography question mark i'm not sure if i'm using that word correctly but it is not the most beautiful landscape that they have to work with uh, being that it is in the middle of the plains and the deserts of america which don't necessarily look captivating on film always um it's not a whole lot of exciting things but they they make them look as good as they can nomadland is one of those stories that not everyone is going to want to sit and watch it is a long, slow story about someone's life. Someone doing things that, as an audience, we don't necessarily always want to be bearing witness to. And then there's also a good share of mundane stuff happening. But, of course, that's not to say that there is not a purpose to it all. Interesting little factoid. The dialogue wasn't really ever a fully written script, which is part of why this movie comes off so naturally and believably. This film does its job so well that it almost feels like a documentary. And I would say in some ways it, it pretty much is a documentary given that the source material for the book that this is based on is also involved in this movie and that source material happens to be literal people. So um, the heavy involvement from them really gives everything a based on reality documentary type feel. There are some actors and some non-actors in this movie. That source material mostly being those non-actors. It's a tough movie to recommend. If you have a particular interest in those living off of the grid slash living on the fringes of society, you should probably check this movie out. Besides that, if you're into these indie movies that get a lot of critical praise and then the general audience doesn't necessarily love them, this is one of those movies. I myself, I'm going to give it three out of five stars. It is a good movie, and I don't mind these types of movies. I appreciate everything about this movie. I mean, it's it really deserves to be called a film. I, did, I love everything about it. I, I don't love everything about it. I like it. And, you know, the fact that it is a film, it hurts to give it three out of five stars, but it is what it is. It's all right. Up next is Netflix's I Care A Lot, which I don't think I brought up uh, in my... I Care A Lot is a Netflix movie that's been on the front page as a popular movie. The ratings are pretty good, so let's take a look at my notes. I'm confused about the introduction of the main character, lady, 
Marla. Is she good or is she bad? And then I wrote an interesting choice of score. Uh, the setup for our main plot has taken more than 40 minutes. Not that I haven't been entertained though. Five to seven minutes later, I would write, I was really excited after this old lady states that Marla, to Marla, sorry, I'm the biggest mistake you will ever make. And I even wrote, Ooh, I love it. I was getting really excited for the movie at that point. This main character is not equipped for what is coming her way. I cannot imagine that she would refuse an offer that gets presented to her at a certain point in this movie. And my next note, although it was a major issue, I'm just going to skip past that. Marla is as stupid as this argument about playing on a fair playing field. A fair playing field that she has never once offered any of her victims. She's way in over her head. This movie is mildly infuriating. About 10 minutes later. Now an hour and 17 minutes into the movie, this, in all caps, is why I hate the lines from my last note. Marla just said, well, to make it in this country, you need to be brave, dot, 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 because playing fair, being scared, that gets you nowhere. That, that line of dialogue, that is the character. Not that last bit. That was out of character for her. And little cons inconsistencies like that are fairly annoying with this character. Next note. The bad guys, I wrote in quotes, of this movie are too inept and the protagonist or anti-hero, whatever Marla is, is over-ept. Normally, I should care about the loved ones of our main characters and care about our main character's life for this plot in order for it to work. But she is a total piece of shit, so I'm actually just getting mad at her success. My final note was that I don't like this movie, and I think that it is because of the fact that they treat Marla like some anti-hero or something. But she's just a piece of shit. There aren't any redeemable qualities about her. Scamming people in the manner that this character does is almost as low as it gets. I give this movie 2 out of 5 stars merely because it is well done, and it is unentertaining until it is not anymore. I don't recommend it because I actually think there is a huge failure of this film in understanding that this woman, Marla, is not someone that should be looked up at in any way. I think they're trying to sell her mentality, but that is a horrible mentality to have. It is why people say that greed is the root of all, any, all evil. And then on top of that, she... Just She's just simply overmatched, uh, given everything that we know about the characters. And we know a good amount, because they do do a good job of setting things up. Um, she just she doesn't have the skill set like a Liam Neeson did in those Taken movies. Her skill sets are much more white-collar. And yes, they do come into play a little bit as far as getting her out of some trouble or to, using it to her advantage, but overall... This story is just absolute hogwash in terms of how it all unfolds. To sum it up, I don't care a lot for this movie. And the last one, which was either on Hulu or Netflix, I don't recall, The Shape of Water. I, I didn't care for it a lot either. Um, and you may recall I was pretty excited about this one. Actually, maybe very. It is a romance fantasy that I think lacks in the fantasy element for me. I'd recommend a different Guillermo del toro movie which is pan's labyrinth uh, over this movie if you've never seen that movie 
And if you have and you liked it, I guess maybe give this movie a shot. A lot of people like it, but um, it just it's not like it does anything wrong. And it does a lot of things really well. And I, I really do mean that when I say really well. I mean, it does things really well. I'm, Guillermo del Toro is not a joke. He knows what he's doing. Um, and especially the acting is one thing that is, you know, everybody in the movie does a really, really good job with their acting. And there's some definite award-worthy uh, performances, or at least definitely one. I'm going to give this movie a very soft not recommend, as in I should probably be recommending it, but I'm not going to because ultimately this is my recommendation. I didn't really like the movie. But, you know, there were a couple hints in there that uh, might still be worth a watch. I will tell you, uh, I'll give you a movie that I preferred over all three of these, which I don't think I've ever talked for, and if I have, my apologies, which is Hunt for the Wilder People. It is on Netflix, and I would recommend it i really enjoyed that movie and i'm gonna get, be saving wandavision for friday or over the weekend after the final episode airs um and if you're curious my general thought on it it's essentially it's probably worth a watch uh, and then i will be recording one more bit here at the end of the video so i will be talking to you soon you won't know the difference but I'm not recording that right now. Hey, I'm back. And since last time I spoke, I have watched a review from Chris Stuckman's YouTube channel. He's obviously a YouTube content creator on the new movie, the Tom and Jerry movie, which is a live action movie. Um, and based on his review, I feel comfortable with crossing that movie off of any metaphorical list that I didn't have it on anyways. Um, but you know, curiosity might have gotten me to watch it at some point, and now I know to just try something else. Now, for my channel update and stuff, um, I'm going to be moving late April, early May, throughout that time period. I'm moving from the far north to the far south, it's going to be a bit of a trip, so uh, that will probably take me out of commission for a bit, but I will try to stock up on a few things ahead of time for release. You know, no guarantees, things happen. Um, I'll do my best. I also intend to get um, one to two reviews done a month. That's not really any different. But um, shortly I will be going over some of the movies that I have on a list and that I'd like to get through this year. There are other movies that I will be doing, uh, like in June, when I'm sure that I'll be getting some stuff on Friday the 13th done. And then, of course, throughout the holiday season, there will be more holiday-themed content. You know, there, there will be other stuff. Um, and then... Just kind of a heads up, I have other projects in mind, and I'm not sure exactly what that will entail, because I have lots of ideas and different things that I'm into, but ultimately, it shouldn't directly have an impact on my reviews for this channel, like the actual reviews, other stuff, maybe. Um, in, in part, some of the changes I've made have been in case I want to dovetail something into a video format from directly from this channel. So I will continue to release what's, you know, coming to streaming services, the new thing that I'm doing, uh, just because if nothing else helps me, uh, so I'm hopeful that it's helpful for others. I know it's not as nice as like if I had a video format for that, so it's part of what, um, you know, potentially starting a YouTube channel someday might entail taking from this content. Um, and so I will do those once or twice a twice a month i'm still not 100 percent sure on the presentation of that content that's a work in progress especially you know for this format where there's no visual uh then i created that game show in part potentially 
um, as a format for those future projects as well. But I also did it because I think that it is something that I will be able to put together fairly quickly within that framework um, and allow editing besides just adding in everything and fitting my own content in whatever. Should be less time for me to do. Um, and then remember that I love you and thank you very much for supporting my content. And here are going to be some of the movies among so many more that I want to do um, that I would like to get reviews done for this year. The first one is a listener request, so feel free to reach out at any time with your own requests, and I'll make sure to get those added to my list. Here they are, starting with The Grey, user request one, and then we've got Ghostbusters 2, Problem Child, The Butterfly Effect, Idle Hands, Minority Report, The Game, Office Space, Tommy Boy, The Cable Guy, Tremors, Gattaca, Mission Impossible, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is one that I watched somewhat recently and wouldn't mind doing a review on. And then last but not least is Donnie Darko. I've also got my own collection of media to choose from, so there, this is not a definite list, but it is some of what you can expect to come throughout 2021. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Don't leave yet. Um, Haley and I, I'm sure we'll get one review in before I head out. I think I'll leave a microphone with her. Um, but yeah, that's we're, we still haven't watched any second movie after Tully.